I have no idea which one we're gonna uh I have no idea which one we're gonna record today. I just wanted to start this now because making some spaghetti and meatballs in a can. I just tried having spaghetti and it was gross. I don't know how else to I don't know how to explain it. It felt like at the same time it was too wet, but at the same time it felt like eating sandpaper. Get in there. Yeah. I devoured your whole family a few days ago. Oh. Oh, I'm still on recording. Uh I think maybe we'll continue continue with MC Escher. I'm excited to continue uh, Unaware Connections, but MC Escher is longer. So I'll probably try to get to Chapter 10 first before recording um, Unaware Connections again. I know I've only got like... A, I have a quarter left to go on reading that last chapter that I did for Unaware Connections. <sighs> Unaware Connections is like, as I said, like only 20 chapters. I think it's actually 18. Um, MC Escher is 44 chapters with over 600,000 words. So yeah, I want to knock that out of the ballpark somewhat. Okay, let me bring up this browser that I'm re reading that in. Oh, you know how I said I ate spaghetti a few minutes ago? I took like two bites and I think I'm gonna throw up. Ugh. I think it went bad today actually, so. I mean, I'm recording this at three. Hey, um, uh, let me get to MC Escher. Even if I puke on stream, I'm still going to post this. So, word of warning. Just in case I do. Oh, that one's... Gotta get to chapter two. I actually told some of my teachers about this. Um, I'm probably the only person in the world to tell their teachers about what they do outside of school, brutally, honestly. I was actually discussing the last chapter with the sunburn thing. I don't know if you skip around chapters, but just in case, I'm not going to directly mention it. Okay, this is a Carcat one. Carcat, be the world's worst ghostbuster. Much better. Yeah, I'll take Chef Dory RD over bad spaghetti any day. Mm. 
Oh, how old is Carcat now? I think I can do the yelling voice now. Oh boy, y'all are gonna see my Carcat voice. <laughs> oh. Ow, my teeth. There is red everywhere. You stand in the hallway, hand on your locker doors, staring inside your locker at the sea of bright red ketchup squirting over everything. You can hear the poorly suppressed snickers of your stupid peers who are watching you. You got woken up at fuck o'clock in the morning by pain from your soul mark, something that no one can explain and no one outside of your family believes you about. You reach into your locker. Shit like this is why you don't keep anything in here except your lunch, and even then you stash in several plastic bags. You scoop up a handful of the ketchup from inside your locker. It's the same color as your blood, which is the entire fucking point of the stunt. Ever since you got hit in the face in recess two years ago, the very day after getting your soul mark, everyone has known. You can still hear everyone's horror and then mocking. Of course, the human kids didn't get it until the trolls explained it to them, but they caught on to the whole mutant freak business pretty quickly. You turn, catch up still in hand to see Billy fucking Nicholson and two of his shit-eating little friends, both of them trolls. They're expecting you to blow up, to scream and shout and react. Silas and Cankery tell you that you shouldn't give them what they want, that you should report it to a teacher and rise above it, but that never works. The trolls, troll teachers have you just as much as, hate you just as much as the kids do. Shouting at them obviously doesn't work either, so you're going to try something, someone else's strategy. You get close to the snickering kid, kids catch up in hand and fling it right in their faces. Then when they're blinded, you fucking lunge for them. You whack Billy right in the face and reel back for a moment yourself because that fucking hurts. Of course it would. Smacking your fist into someone else's think pan is going to hurt. You're such a moron, but you're already in on this. So you turn on one of the, his buddies, Darnock, you think, and kick him right in the bulge. Unfortunately, by the time the other troll had gotten his sense about him again, and Billy is madder than ever, and both of them are bigger than you. They slam you into the ground and start wailing on you before you can so much as cuss out their ancestors and the mother grub's ass they slithered out of. Over all the screaming and shouting as well as the hollering and hooting of the bystanders, you hear a crackle of electricity, like the kind when you rub the TV screen and zap cankery with a charge. But time's a million. Billy turns blue and his little friend goes red. Then both of them go far away from you. Mismatched shoes land on either side of your torso, and you and you slither backwards behind Solix. You don't like him having to save you like this. If it was a fair fight, you could handle yourself. You really could. But Solix can kill people with his brain, so you'll just accept the help that you can get. Solix hisses at the three, and rain sparks down on you. They look cool, but they're harmless. The three idiots back away in terror. They've heard about what Solix can do. He's a year older than all of you, and a head taller, too. Admittedly, admittedly, they don't know that Solix is basically made of pipe cleaner, and without his cyanics, he would lose a fight to a stiff breeze. Well, we'll get you later, Vantis, when your psycho Moriel isn't around, Darnak shouts at you. He's not my Moriel! Oh, this is both Solix and Carcat uh, at the same time. He's not my Moriel! You and Solix shout at 
one after the retraining boys. Okay, so they're actually still in school, so I might... I'm not going to go full screen yet. I probably won't actually go full screen um, until Karkat at least meets Dave for the first time. I'll just go a deep kind of annoyed grunting voice. I don't know what to call that voice. Like Something like this. You're the one looking at me. Which is going to be a line, two lines down. Mm. Mm. Ah. I'm probably the only guy who's created a podcast. Just, just so he could eat, uh, eat SpaghettiOs, spaghetti and meatballs on stream. <laughs> It'd be awesome if this thing blew up. And people were really just like, why did you start this just to eat spaghetti? <coughs> oh. I had a piece of meat lunge itself in the back of my throat. Ah. Oh. Ah. Oh. He's not my Morat. <coughs> He's not my morale. Fuck. Get some water from the mini fridge. Fuck these meat pieces. Not my morale. You and Solak shot is one after the retreating boys. Are you bleeding? Solak's asks, looking down at you as you get to your feet with no help from him. You're the one looking at me. I should be asking you that. But the stuff on my hand is ketchup. You explained, waving your hand at him. As in my entire fucking locker. You add, gesturing to it. Ugh. Solak groans. You return to the locker, rubbing at your face and staring. <coughs> And do it with the bag. Yeah. Staring into it with dismay. It's gonna take forever to get clean. And what even is the point when shit like this is just going to happen again? Maybe you should just leave it forever and carry everything you own around in your bag forever like that hermit woman in Labyrinth. We have bigger problems. Sulks grounds and you look up to see the hulking curl figure of your vice principal. His tree trunk arms fold over each other and his lips drawn back in a sneer. A fine example of a true troll who already hates you. Hi, Mr. Polar. I, I don't know how to pronounce that name. You say weakly. Office now, both of you. He growls. <coughs> and the pair of your <coughs> grudgingly walk. A pair of you grudgingly walk to the office. <coughs> <coughs> oh! What the fuck did I swallow? <clears throat> Out of the corner of your eye, you see Billy and his shit-eating friends grinning smugly at you. You both sit in the waiting room and listen to the muted, muted bellowing of Mr. Polary down the phone to your guardians. Nope, nope, shit. 
Solix yelps next to you and you frown. No shit? You ask, looking over at him. Solix isn't looking at you. He's got his eyes screwed shut. He's clutching one arm around himself. It's his left arm. The one that soul marks more often show up on. I like yours, which is on your right, because you have to be weird at every opportunity, opportunity, don't you? Let me see, you say, and catch his hand, pulling his arm away from his body. He both look down at his arm and see an arc of numbers inked in bright pink across the inside of his arm, forearm. Binary, Solix says, staring down at it. I think it will be easy to tell who's... Uh, Solix's soulmate is, although I think he has two, and so, so does his soulmate. Ugh. Soul, your soulmate is a nerd, you say flatly, and fish your phone out of your pocket. You have to say that trolls coming to Earth is the last generation in the last generation did wonders for earth technology but still at the stage where a lot of troll tech is better than the earth duplicates as such the keys for your phone are all in alternian of course they are Solex lisps it's always worse when he's distracted you pull up a binary to text translator you see inside Solex code enough to know that an, an amount of binary that small isn't enough to program shit Jack shit, so it's got to be a text. What's the number? You ask and ready your digits over the one and zero keys. Zero, zero, one, 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 zero, one, one. Then a space, then zero, zero, one, zero, one, zero, zero, one. <clears throat> so let's read us out slowly for you. Faithfully type it in and hit translate. <clears throat> the re results come up, and you laugh loudly. Oh yeah, they're a nerd. You laugh and show Solex what the internet has translated this soulmate string of code to. In the middle of your screen is the message. It's a little smiley face. Just, it's like a printed out smiley face on AO3. That's all it is. That's all it is, guys. Peak comedy. Oh, I'm fucking hacking my guts up over here. Because apparently the Chef Boy RPD people don't know how to fucking package their shit. And they put random ass lint and shit into it. Whatever. Holy shit, I'm in love, Solix whispers and all. You ran and lean back in your chair, happy for him. Humans have weirdly rigged gender issues. So are you going to go out on a limb and say that his nerdy soulmate is probably a girl that she's writing in hot pink? Your gaze drifts to your arm. Though it's hidden under your thick black sweater, you know just where the blade and the stairs are. Solix's soulmate makes him feel happy. Yours just makes you feel, well, it's complicated. The pain the mark gives you is nowhere near as bad as that first night. It's more of a dull ache that throbs outward from your arm every so often. 
It's not the pain that bothers you so much as the negative emotions that leak out through it. Fear, anger, self-loathing. In your weakest and most shameful moments, you hate having this mark. But then you remember that what's that's what he's feeling. And you're pretty sure it's a guy by now. What he's feeling is so much worse. You feel bad for him. You wake for him, and all you want to do is to protect him from what's happening in his life. Put quite painfully, plainly, you pity him in the most romantic of ways. Kankri and Mutina think that you're making it up for attention, but the rest of the of the family, rest of your family, believe you. Your ancestors, ancestor had qu quietly explained that your mutant blood may be somehow amplifying your brain, or that it might be a latent mind-reading psionic ability of yours that you're unable to apply to anyone else. You don't care about the, the whys of the situation, though. Situation, though. You just want to find him. The vice principal, principal's door slam open and rattles, and rattles on his hinges. Mister Polary glances down at the two of you. You're being suspended for t you're being suspended for two days. Your lady guardian is coming to pick you up. The man sneers. She has a title, you know. She earned it. You argue back, and Solix kicks you in the ankle. You would both know how Mister Polary feels about your ancestors' rebellion. Part that your other ancestors had to play in it. You also know that because of the of that no troll who leaves Alternia for Earth is allowed to go back. Candy girl. It's my kitty. Would you say hi to the viewers, kitty? No? Good girl. Love you. <clears throat> Or not without direct permission from the Empress herself. A lot of trolls who came to Earth to explore the place got trapped here regardless of their stance on the rebellion. Some trolls didn't like having to do military service but were a were a okay with the hemospectrum. Some of them were dedicated anthropologists and empath higher loyalists. Some were criminals who just wanted to hide out before going back to Alternia and her colleagues for more crime. Regardless, there was a flat out ban on anyone on Earth leaving it. Plenty of people held grudges over that. The interesting thing was that her Pierre's condensation, or Sea Hitler, as plenty of humans had dubbed her, had once tried to take over Earth. She kidnapped around a thousand humans to study their weakness, of which humans have many. Their skin is fragile, and almost anyone's claws can pierce it. Their maximum size is pretty damn puny compared to full-grown purple blood. None of them can breathe underwater, and absolutely none of them have any psionic ability. HIC kidnapped 1,000 humans for six months. Within that period, there were 100 breakout attempts, four developed soul marks with trolls on board the vessel, turning their loyalty to the humans. Even humans not related to each other formed tightly knit groups, and though not all humans actively rebelled, they all covered for those who did. A human would break out, merge two trolls, and blend right back into the captured populace. Their humanity and way of thinking proved to be contagious. A good number of trolls, without the excuse of soul marks, turned traitor to the human cause. Most trolls would fight for a quadrant mate, but trolls with soul marks take on a human level of insanity for their soulmate. Every soul marked troll would sign up for a suicide mission to protect their soulmate, and not even chuckle voodoo voodoos will make them back down from that fight. 
despite having no clue how space travel works. Works humans and their allies overran the ship they were captured on, shot down several military vehicles, and got back to Earth, handing the vessel over to their government to study and re-replicate. Humans, your species has learnt, are fucking crazy. They look impossible impossible odds in the face and come up with some batshit bonkers plan and they then win. They accept, accepted troll refugees and re rebels with open arms at the same time spitting in HIC's face and telling her not to come back or they'd school feed her about what a real human war is like. But, like you said, not all trolls on Earth are happy to be there. Mr. Polari is clearly one, one of those and his feelings towards your re rebel-leading family are plain. He sneers at you both and stomps back into his office, office, slamming the door after him. So, do you think the disciple is going to be more mad or proud? You ask wearily, and Zolk laughs. Silas only ever fought to save his life, and even then he had to be talked into it. Sai hurts people and then feels bad about it. But this? She's a stone-cold hunter. You know she just behaves because she believes in the cause. She's not going to be too mad at you protect protecting yourself. Or me harass, Solex reassures him. Hey, I didn't need saving, you argue, and the other troll snorts. Ugh. Ugh. under three guys getting the crap punched out of you. You really had it under control, Solok says mockingly. And you kick him in the legs. He zaps you with his powers, and you elect to stop before Mr. Pollard catches the two of you in a slap fight. By the time the disciple gets to the office, you're engrossed in the latest Divergent book. Yes, you know that you're reading above your age range. It's pretty much the only skill you have, and yet people still criticize your book choices. Solix, meanwhile, is sprawled across several seats with his head in, in your lap and snoring loudly. She looks down at you as her cloud of hair spreads out behind her. Her green eyes narrow at the pair of you disappointingly. This had better be good. I was in the middle of an alternate history debate at work. If they write down the wrong thing now, so help me out. She snaps, biting off her sentence at the end. Some kids were bullying KK again about his blood. They filled his locker with grub sauce. When I showed up, they were all on top of him, attacking him. Did you want me not to help? Solix challenges, having woken up at the sound of her voice. The disciple's face softens, and she comes up to the pair of you and slides her large arm, hands and long, sharp claws over your face in an affectionate pet. Ugh, hold up. I don't want this to go cold.
All right. Let me go somewhere. I go to my actual like little studio, which I technically have too because I do count my room as a studio. But today we're gonna go to the other studio, studio where all my game systems are. It's a closed off space from the rest of the house, so it should be better for recording. Should be. I use very, that term very lightly. Fuck does it smell like cinnamon in here? Okay. Ugh. All right, uh, my roommate. He took his two systems down, so it's two systems down, so it's only the Xbox One up here, and we have two TVs. I'd love to explain this room to y'all. Actually, uh, we're friends on Discord, and you are actually curious. Just ask. I'll send you a picture. Okay. Affectionate Pat. You can tell that she thinks the two of you are acting just like your ancestors. How many people attacked you, Karkity? She asked, her voice gentle. Three, but I did hit them first, you admit. You know that the vice principal is going to hold you, held that against you. They... They'd already turned your things red, though, right? She asked, and you nod. So you didn't attack first. You you retaliated, leaving. Leave it with me, she says, and walks off to the vice principal's office. Knocks on the door and then enters without even waiting for him to admit her. Both you and Slug sit up straight and listen to her argue sharply over the whole matter with the two of you. She drags him over the, the fact that he's done nothing about your locker and that the other kids aren't in here for punishment, too. She accuses him of chastism, what with him being teal and both of you being well below him. She snarls about him breeding a toxic environment for trolls in the school and warns you of history repeating itself here. I'm not actually sure this room is any better than my room. I, it's not as bad as the hallway, though. The hallway has the most echo. I'm going to continue recording in here. Tell me if you guys like the sound of this versus the sound of my usual, usual recordings. <clears throat> Stupid people might assume that your ancestor, ancestor is the only one who has anything to do with the rebellion. Given his sermons and that it's always him who is debating and preaching the words of equality. Those people are wrong. Those subjects are widely discussed in your house. And though you know you don't understand everything yet, you know that she knows and understands every word that your ancestor has said on any of those subjects. She is every bit as formidable as he. This is, the disciple strides out of the office with her head held high and a smug smile on her strangely shaped mouth. She has the same quirk to her lips that both of you, both of her descendants do. The quirk to her, to the lips. I know what he's talking about, but I've never seen that on an, any human being. Uh, naturally, at least. You have to really try to get that look. Lips are a straight line most of the time, or slight, or sometimes it's like, natural smile or slight natural um, frown 
Like, lips can arch, but they can't do what he's talking about. Which is the little cat thing. I, I don't know if you guys can understand what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm going to continue on. The disciple strides out of the office with her head held high and a smug smile on her strangely shaped mouth. She has the same quirk to her lips that both of her descendants do. Come on, boys. We're going home. You get a couple of days off. She chirps at you and holds out her hand for your, for yours. No, they're excluded as punishment. The vice principal hisses at her. It's not a punishment if they you've done nothing wrong. The disciple purrs and leads you both out by the hand. Now in the car park where the large people carrier awaits. She was the one who did the school run this morning. So she's the one stuck with what Mutina affectionately named the beast. It's comically large with just the three of you in it. How come you had to pick a bit pick us up? How come you had to pick us up this? You ask as you climb into the beast and sit in the middle seat next to her and so deposits his bony body next to yours in the leftmost seat. You swear that he's at least 90% elbows. <clears throat> Where's my time recording? Oh, we're at 30 minutes. Can I complete this? Or have I just derailed this entire fucking thing? I mean, I've been hacking up my lungs and eating on today's little thing, so I'll probably only read about halfway. I'll have to do a half-and-half half type episode. So, yeah, get prepared for that. In case you couldn't tell, I do whatever the fuck I want on stream. I don't give two shits. <laughs> for instance... Turn it on my Xbox. If I want to play some Xbox while I stream, I will. Oh, yeah. Fresh H2O is the best. Oh. Oh, yeah. I love cracking my bones. Oh, yes! <laughs> oh, the burn in my right arm feels good. Uh, I have Jim, and we were lifting weights Tuesday and today. So, my uh, right arm is burning. Yeah, not as much as that, that time I used uh, hand sanitizer as lubricant. Don't ask. What should I play? I have Fallout New Vegas. I'm not actually interested in finishing this chapter because it's quite long. So... Yeah, see if these got Tekken Seven, The Outer Worlds, Rage Two, Roblox. Everyone likes Roblox, right? I think everyone just likes creating in the Roblox because it's easier. 
Like, Roblox is a rough draft for an official game. That's the closest I think it is. I actually gotta get a working computer to make my own game, though. Because I do want to make a Homestuck-inspired game. Like, a Spurb, um, type thing. Ah. <sighs> I could play one of the Fable games. I got Fable 1 and 2 here. Near Autonoma, Kingdom Hearts 3. Actually, I might play, play Kingdom Hearts. I hear it's quite fun. I also got Final Fantasy 7. The original Final Fantasy 7. Uh, just want to play something, but none of these games look fun to me. I'm just powering on Roblox. Hope my friend Carcat's awake. Yes, I've got a friend that I got a acquaintance actually named Carcat. It just kicked me out. Play stupid thing. Should still have the gold and live and whatnot. Fuck isn't it? Letting me. Oh, it needs an update. Well, they could have told me that sooner. Well, no Roblox. Maybe Fallout. No, I'm. I'm trying to get something. There. I could play No Man's Sky. That's fun. Start out online. Got fatal bullet. Oh shit, where was I? Oh, there I was. Oh, well, the school couldn't get a hold of Psy, which is annoying, but you know what he can get like when he's working. She says with a sigh and merges into traffic smoothly. Plugged in again, so says flatly, and the disciple shoots him a sharp look. Not funny, she says sharply. You look between the two of them. What are they talking about? What? You ask because no one else seems to be talking about it. Well, Sai will tell you when you're older, the disciple says. Solix is only a year older than me. How come he gets to know, you demand? Because it's relevant to me and Meetna. Do you know what the word means, Solix sneers? He can be such a jerk sometimes, even if he did just get himself kicked out of school for defending your ass. doesn't mean that he won't still push you around. Did you mean related? You, Sai Mutna, are... Did you mean related? You, Sai Mutna, are related, dumbass. You shoot back. I did not mean that. Sulk grins smugly, and you barely resist thumping him, too. You've already punched several people today. What's one more? Anyway, they couldn't get a, get hold of silence, but I suppose he could have been in a sensitive case with me. So they get me. So sorry to disappoint you, she says as she overcuts your argument. We are not disappointed, you reassure her.
I'm just gonna start a new game. I'm level 29 on this and my other game. But I noticed in certain RPGs, levels don't mean jack shit if you're good enough. <laughs> um, for instance, I actually beat Final Fantasy 15 um, on level 30. You, do you want to know why? Because they have a little thing where they decided uh, to use a little thing called, um, I think it's live action uh, combat. So instead of the pick and choose uh, combat that it's typical in RPGs, you can just dodge and swing your sword or whatever with the nor normal button layout. But you see, once you get good enough at dodging and hitting uh, opponent opponents at the right time, it doesn't matter how many hours you put into it, into a certain fight, you will come out on top still. And I think that's really, really broken. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's fun. I like small people, so I'll use a small male. Avatar. Now I'm going to spend hours here. So, yeah. Um, live action combat in RPGs is really broken. And it's just super weird. I want to make this person look um, buff, like super buff. If I turn all this to 10, will they look super buff or just ridiculous? Well, the neck leg makes it look somewhat ridiculous. Oh. As you turn everything 10, it looks more and more norm normal as it goes on. Okay. Yeah, it just looks normal now. Tall, but thin. Very, very thin. Minus some torso length. His arms are the biggest thing on him. There we go. Some of these guys just don't look well. There we go. That's close enough. Your style. I'm not looking for a Kiritel hairstyle. Oh, that could be interesting. I'm supposed to be recording with you guys. Uh, I've already covered that we're not going to um, finish this chapter. 
in this recording. Once your depression hits a certain point, you gotta do things that you find fun. And right now, I think video games will be fun. I'm paying no attention to you all. I'm just trying to pick my hair. I saw, I saw some white hair up here somewhere. Yeah, there we go. Eyebrows. I want a determined look. That's the determination I need. Decals. What's a decal? Oh, freckles. Can I zoom in? Yes, I can. What what does decal three do? I don't see anything. Decal three and four are oh, they're small little molars. Uh ha. Scar, scar. The anime thing where instead of making the nose they just black out the middle of the face. It's a very weird uh, thing. Poorly drawn on eyeshadow. Should I go with that? Maybe. Ooh, there's a little dragon tattoo for his left cheek. Yeah, that's nice. Oh, there's one for his right cheek, too. Teardrop, teardrop. I'm not picking the teardrops. Diamond, diamond. Heart, heart, scar, 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 freckles with the nose. So far the most inter- oh, that's a whole face paint. Yeah, um, so far the most interesting thing for me is the poorly drawn on eyeshadow. I'm gonna find that. Yeah, there we go. Uh, right. Voice acting. Yeah, that one. A height 151. I want to. I'm gonna assume that's centimeters. I don't know. Ah, here we go. Uh, now, what's the name of this white-haired, eyeshadowed? I go by a few names myself online. Uh, Timmy, Tamias, uh, Nero, um, what's a cool name for this one? Uh, only I will leave an entire recording session to 
make a character creator and character creator. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's where we were, right? We're not disappointed, you were sure? She smiles at your words and the car falls into a comfortable silence. The parts of your body that got hit are starting to properly ache now, and Solix keeps looking down at his arm, arm and running a claw over the ones and zeros there. When do you think you're going to find them? You ask him quietly, and Solix covers the mark back up and shrugs. You guess he doesn't want all your gardens to know just that. He's probably going to go home and research the shit out of this like you've been doing ever since your mark showed up. You hope he'll at least come to you and ask stuff, but if he wants to keep it secret for a while, you can go with that. To kill time, you start reading your book again as Selleck stares out of the window with his thinking face. It's all pretty pleasant and unremarkable until the disciple speaks up in line. Is that smoke? She says and appears out of the front window. Isn't that a road? You ask, squinting and trying to gauge the distance from you to the pillar of smoke. If the things proceed to get this short near the end, then I can actually finish this, even with all my derailments. But I'll have to focus on just this for a while. I still haven't named my character and uh, character creator thing. I love extensive character creators. That's why I got Code Vein. This game. I got the physical copy. I probably just scratched it to shit. <laughs> um, you know, Nilo? Like Nilo Angelo? I could probably do that. Hold up. character isn't that our road you ask squinting and trying to gauge the distance from your you to the pillar of smoke disciple slams her foot down on the accelerate accelerator and searches you closer to your home with the most aggressive driving you have ever seen cars and people both move suddenly to get out of her way and Solix is sparking with alarm as he tries to stop his psionic flaring off in panic you can feel the current of them over your skin if this was to crash you now that you wouldn't go anywhere the three of you screech into your road, and the disciple pulls a handbrake, turn, turn and stops right beside your home. Impresses for a wo woman driving a minivan. You, huh? I'm sorry. You find the pavement torn up in huge chunks, and right outside your home is a crashed spaceship on its side. Smoke pouring out of it in worrying amounts. Your ancestors in the Sion 
uh, are outside of your home, several large hunks of debris levitating by him. One of them is the wall of Sulix's bedroom, if the posters, posters on it are any clue. The two adult trolls are face to face with a tall, levitating woman with huge curled horns. Her body is weirdly pale, and you think you can actually see through her a little. Behind her is a younger troll, a year or two older than Kankery, perhaps. Her horns are similarly curved, and her eyes are glowing white. And she is distressingly alarmed with long, deadly-looking needles in each hand. Get in the house now. So let's make sure that you're not hiding under anything that you can't lift off of yourself. The disciple snarls and leaps out of the car. She immediately equips two sets of deadly-looking metal claws on her hand and vaults the car with a feral noise to land, to land crouched right at your ancestor's side. Come on, Solix calls and yanks you out of the vehicle instead of getting, going into the house. And the house hides around the side where the two of you can watch. She said it's inside the house, Sol, you hiss. She also said not to hide under anything I can't lift. And I can't lift the house. Here is safer, and at least I can see if someone is coming towards us. Solik argues back. He has a point. The two of you stay low and quiet against the wall of your house and watch what is going on. You th Do you think Sai shot them down, you ask? There'd be more fire, I think. Plus, would he risk that unless they were shooting up the neighborhood? Everything else but the road looks fine, Solik says with a frown. So they just fucked up the landing, you say? Well, it's the first time the two of us ever did it on our own. I think we did pretty good. It, no, no, no. This isn't even... Let me rephrase. Well, well, it's the first time the two of us ever did it on our own. I think we did pretty good. A cheery voice says from behind you, both, both of you. You will both swear to any audience... Judge or jury that you did not both scream, scream like little wigglers and trip over each other trying to get away and face a new person. Setting in the spot that had been behind you is a smiling girl around your age. Her horns are sizable and curled, but nothing compared to the other two trolls. Her hair is long and curly, much like the disciples or Mulan's, and overall she looks harmless and cheerful. Who the fuck are you, and what are you doing here, you demand, trying to be as threatening as you can. I'm Aradia, and that's Tamara. The ghost is our ancestor. ancestors. She's dead, the girl Aradia explains happily. If she was dead, then we can see her. You can't see dead people, no matter how bad movies how bad movies with Bruce Willis say, you argue, and you feel proud that you just saw that, saw that movie recently enough to be able to argue with it. <laughs> Oh, Demora, I can see her whenever. Demora's just letting all of you see her. That's why her eyes are like that. Our ancestors said she had to tell the sufferer something before she could move on. So here we are. Besides, it wasn't safe for us on Alternia anymore, the girl explains calmly. The sufferer? Who's that? You ask. Are they lost or something? The sufferer. The sufferer. The short one. Nubby horns like yours. He's your ancestor, right? Arati says, pointing right to your ancestor. His title is the signless, Solix tells her. And our horns aren't nubby, you yell, and Solix clasps his hand over your squawk trap before you get the attention of everyone else around you too. Well, that's not what they call him back on Alternia. Most people think he died for us. They filled him with arrows and welded burning metal around his wrists. His people got his people got him away, but the Empress lets people think he died. We know he didn't, though, Roddy says, and her mouth stretches into an unsettling smile.
you want to tell her that's not true, that she has the wrong troll, but you've seen glimpses of damaged skin under your ancestors' brazers. You've seen how all the human clothes he wears have long sleeves and tight cuffs. You know of the scars on his back. It was never something you questioned, though. All of your guardians have scars. Sai runs over... Sai runs over his face and hands and all over his back. The disciples scar... The disciples scar all over from fights and hunting. You all, you know Alternia is violent in a dark place, nothing like Earth. You know that your ancestors led a revolution, but being executed for it and escaping, that's something else. You don't know what you're talking about, you say, but you don't feel certain of it. What have the three of them been keeping from you? How many things are there that the disciple also feels like you're too young to know about? Ugh, which one is this? Oh, this is Silas. You bitch! I don't know. How, I, I don't know how to convey anger with a Silas like that. Your answer so screams, and all of you turn around to face him. It's not just the cursing that's got your attention, though. That's rare. You have heard it before, but you've never heard him sound like this. He looks like he really wants to hurt this woman. She's my mother. You can't just. If you know where she is, then tell me! He roars at her, and into his hands drops two sickles. Holy shit! Solid gas. You've never seen him armed. You didn't know that he even had weapons, let alone was prepared to use them. See, she's a ghost. You... She, she's a ghost. You can't double kill her. Sigh reasons, though you can only uh, just hear him from your positions by the corner of the house don't need to she your ancestor growls and as he turns to face the younger troll more of you can see that his eyes are red from rim to rim you thought that kind of rage only happened to high bloods but then but then when he when but then when has your blood type ever done been within the sound of what is normal okay yeah down! Sai yells, and huge chunks of road and house drop to the floor as he tackles your ancestors to the floor and taps them repeatedly in the face. Disciple changes her position to cover them. What the fuck? Solex whispers in wonder. Come on, you breathe, and the two of you slink around the corner of the house behind a bush with a grinning Arati girl following you. You set me up, your ancestor grits out of as he pushes Sai away from him slowly. I got within an inch of my death because of you. Because of what you put in motion. You use me, and now you come to my new planet. To my home. And you dangle my mother's life before me. I know. He hisses, getting to his feet. You and Socks look at each other, and you mouth, Mother? At him in puzzlement. Just shrugs and keeps staring ahead. You didn't die. You were just resurrected at the re rescued at the last second, just in time. The ghost says pointedly. Hey, don't you dare take credit for that! No, no, that that's the disciple. Hey, don't you dare! Don't you? Hey, don't you dare take the credit for that! The disciple shouts at her. Believe what you want, but you will take my descendants in, or else you will never see your mother or your descendants again, the girl says, looking down her nose at your ancestor. You come here and threaten our children! How... Uh, this is confusing. 
It's disciple again. You come here and threaten our children. How dare you? The disciple roars and slashes her claws pointedly through the ghost with no results. We'll take your descendants in. Descendants. Plural? Sax slowly and looks around. Sorry, Arati says into your ear, and you feel a cord snap tight around your neck, and from Solix's surprise, Gas, you think she got him too. Static runs across your skin, and the cord flies off of you, dragging the startled girl overhead. Blue and red beams shoot out of Solix's eyes at her, and though they push the girl far away, she's blocking them somehow. She must be some kind of psionic herself. You are both pulled over the bush and into the psionic's arms. Solix's eyes are shut, and you can see that his nose is starting to bleed. You cling to him, and his ancestor holds you both tight to his chest, and he crouches on the ground. He's pretty strong, Arati laughs, but it's not a mean laugh. She sounds, sounds, sounds de generally delighted. Is this what Alternia Trolls are like? Yeah, might as well stop recording here. Um, we got a bit to go. Yeah, yeah, 